Thanks for tuning in to the Fantasy Rookie Podcast. On today's show, we look at the injuries and news from around the league, dive into the waiver wire and trades, look at what happened last week, look to the future, and answer a question. This is the Fantasy Rookie Podcast. Did you miss me? We are back. Sorry I missed you guys last week. I wasn't able to record the podcast uh, while I was traveling with my family to New York, but I'm back this week. Hopefully I won't miss another uh, podcast or I won't miss another week. I'm going to try and put it out every Wednesday because our waivers, Wednesday morning is the first day our waivers can go through, so I think the show will be a little more fun if I can talk about what happened, who picked up who, who dropped who, and uh, yeah. Hopefully your fantasy year is going a little better than mine. Uh, I'm at 0-2 right now. It's a little discouraging, but um, hopefully we're going to be able to get out of this slump and uh, make it to the championship and have a repeat year. So uh, let's dive into the news. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. So uh, a lot of things happened. Um, not really a lot, a lot of injuries we're dealing with. Um, let's, let's see what's going on here. Uh, TJ Yeldon, the number two running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, isn't practicing this Wednesday. Leonard Fournette was out in week two, and he was dealing with a hamstring injury. It looks like he's returning to practice, so Fournette should be locked and loaded for this week. Um, Aaron Jones returns to the Packers' 53-man roster. He was suspended for two weeks for driving under the influence of marijuana. So now you have a little bit of a decision between Jones and Jamal Williams, and they also have Ty Montgomery back there. I'm rostering Jones and Williams. I'm not sure if I'm going to play either of them this week. Depends on how my matchups are looking, but I think I'm going to wait a week and just try and see who gets used more. Um, the big thing is that Williams is the better pass blocker, and they have Aaron Rodgers back there. I don't think they're going to want to risk Aaron Rodgers a lot by putting Aaron Jones in there. And if he's not as good as pass blocking, risk someone getting a big hit on Aaron Rodgers. Um, Case Keenum isn't practicing today with a knee injury, the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Darren Sproles is unlikely to play in week three. Uh, this is some big news coming out of Steelers. There's a lot of concerning things coming out of Steelers uh, practices. Antonio Brown missed practice with a quote-unquote personal reason on Monday. We don't know what's happened. Mike Tomlin came out and said that he's going to keep it within camp, and it was just a personal reason. We do know that on their loss this week, you can see Antonio Brown face-to-face in a heated argument with their new offensive coordinator. He's upset about not getting targeted enough. Funny enough, he's leading the league in wide receiver targets, so I'm not sure... It looks like he returned and they talk. I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, Le'Veon Bell, still uh, no sign of him. We do know that he has to show up by week 12? No. He has to play six games with the Steelers. So he has to show up by week 10 in order for his franchise tag to count this year. If he doesn't play six games, they can still hold him on the franchise tag and he's unable to go sign with another team. So he has to at least show up by week 10 if he wants to play on another league, if he wants to play on another team next year. 
I think he'll show up by about week eight is my over or under right now. Because if he misses a game and can only do five in the last closing stretch, then he'll have that franchise tag for the next year. So this isn't great news for me, considering I had the number one pick and I could have picked any player at this point. Um, mistakes were made. <laughs> I'll be the first to say it. Would I rather have Todd Gurley on my team right now? Absolutely. I let him slide to AJ, and that's the new powerhouse on our league. So what are you going to do? I mean, I tried my best, and I didn't do well. So uh, continuing on the news, Browns' Jarvis Landry, uh, wide receiver, is questionable to play against the Jets on Thursday night. Thursday night games are typically low scoring anyway. I wouldn't um, be too locked and loaded on my Thursday night on any players playing Thursday night because when teams have short weeks, the games last year typically were not very high scoring. Uh, Carson Wentz is expected to play on Sunday uh, after returning from that ACL injury last year. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is day-to-day. -day. He broke ribs, cracked ribs, injured his ribs in week two. Um... This is concerning because he's the only real relevant offensive weapon for the Bills as of right now. Uh, they don't really have anything going, but if they don't have Shady McCoy in, uh, I would not start any Bills player. And the only thing I'm doing with the Bills is looking at who they're playing because that's your locked and loaded defense of the week. Okay, let's look back at what happened last week. So in week two, I took on Travis, no, I took on Hans, and I lost 85 to 104, uh, bringing me to zero wins and two losses, and Hans has two wins, no losses. He's undefeated. Brandon took on Tyler. Uh, Brandon beat Tyler 99 to 53. Brandon goes to 2-0, and Tyler goes to 1-1. and Scott took on Matt Bolton. Scott lost 81 to 101. Matt goes to 1-1, one and, one and Scott goes to 0-2. Mom took on Uncle Johnny. She lost 43 to 115. Mom gets the uh, thumbs up for the lowest score of the week. And both Mom and Uncle Johnny are one and one. Travis took on AJ and he lost 68 to 122. AJ gets the highest score of the week. Congratulations, AJ. And Travis is 0 and 2. AJ is 2 and 0. And that's what happened last week. So if I could get a few notes in here, it looks like me, Scott, and Travis are all 0-2. Funnily enough, me and Travis have probably spent five or maybe ten times the amount of time of everyone else combined researching fantasy football, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. We don't know who's going to be lights out and who's not. You can make your best guess on predictions of what you thought was going to happen based on last year's statistics, but... Um, we're not doing too well. As you can see, our, uh, our scores, 68, 85, um, that, that's, that's not good. But if I would have told you last year that the top four running backs through week two, or at the beginning of the year, if I would have said the top four running backs through week two are going to be Matt Breida with 184 yards, Joe Mixon at 179 yards, 
Philip Lindsley at 178 yards and Lamar Miller at 166 yards, no one would have predicted that. If you would have bet that parlay in Vegas, you would own Las Vegas right now. You would own the United States. No one thought that that was going to happen. Um, my advice, though, is to stick with what you know, keep doing what you're doing, and the the, the lines will, will even themselves out eventually, with maybe the exception of Le'Veon Bell, who still will not show up to practice. So moving on from last week, let's uh, take a look at the waiver wire um, and see what happened because it is waiver day. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. So the waivers rolled at 8 a.m. this morning. Um, Going through, it looks like there were six players that were dropped and picked up. Several others put in a bid. Uh, Let's see. Uncle Johnny picked up Deshaun Jackson with a bit of $5. I put in a bit of $2 for Deshaun Jackson, and so did Brandon put in a bit of $2 for Deshaun Jackson. And we were unsuccessful. Uncle Johnny got the high bid on that. Travis added Dan Bailey, who signed with the Minnesota Vikings this week, and dropped Tyrod Taylor to waivers. Brandon added OJ Howard, uh, the Tampa Bay tight end, and... Dropped Cameron Brait to waivers. Travis added the Bears defense with a winning bid of $1. I was unsuccessful in my waiver bid of the Bears defense, and I didn't bid any. I put a $0 bid, and I thought that um, no one else would get them, but I was wrong. Hans added Jack Doyle and dropped Delaney Walker, who I think is out for several weeks with an injury, uh, with a bid of $1, and... Scott added the Blake Bortles to his team with a bit of $0 and dropped OJ Howard. So that's a pretty good waiver day. I think this uh, free agent acquisition bidding system is really fun. I think people are going to like it. Um, I didn't think that I was going to lose my bid on Deshaun Jackson. I thought Travis might have bid $1, but I wasn't expecting a $5 bid. I should have bid higher, but that's the fair thing. The highest bid wins, and that's what makes this so much fun. Um, If we want to go back, we can look. There were several trades that happened last week. We can go all the way back. Um, The first trade that happened was Travis traded James Conner for Kareem Hunt to Brandon. I thought this was really dumb move by Brandon because Kareem Hunt was his first round draft pick. Uh, He's not being used a ton in Kansas City, um, but he's still, you're locked and loaded. He's a number one. And James Conner's the backup for Le'Veon Bell. When Le'Veon Bell shows up to camp, James Conner is sitting on the bench, and that's that. Next year, James Conner might be a great great pickup because Le'Veon Bell won't be there. But um, I wouldn't have done that trade. Travis got a great deal out of that. For a player, he picked up off the waiver. Anyone could have had him. And I think he bid maybe 4 or $5 for him. I did a trade with T-Bone where I gave him Juju Smith-Schuster and Rashad Penny for Keenan Allen and Devontae Booker. I thought this was a great trade on my part because I get Keenan Allen. I dropped Devontae Booker immediately, but Tyler gets Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, Juju is used a lot, and he runs a lot of routes. He just doesn't get targeted as much as Antonio Brown. But as long as there's a feud with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell with their organization, Juju is there and happy to be there. 
Um, he had a great score last week. I think he'll continue to have great scores. I have him in another league. Um, I maybe should have held on to him because he outscored Keenan Allen. He had 18 points last week. 13 receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. You can't ask for much more than that out of a wide receiver. Um, what else happened? I traded Larry Fitzgerald and Philip Lindsley for Christian McCaffrey and Duke Johnson to Scott. I thought this was a great trade on my part. It has a lot of upside for Scott, and that's how I sold it to him. Um, it's difficult doing this podcast. Obviously, I'm thinking I'm going to win every trade. I'm never going to come on this podcast and say, I made a trade and I lost, because that's stupid. It's not honest. Um, obviously, I think I have the upside for every trade I offer, but that doesn't mean that there's not upside for other players. It's a lot of team-dependent stuff. So, Philip Lindsley has been a high scorer for the Denver Broncos. He's their running back. Um, everyone thought that it was going to be Royce Freeman coming out of that camp. He was the rookie. He was their draft pick. Um, they said he would have been a number one for, or first-round draft pick by the NFL had he not had some issues in his college uh, behavior, I think it was. But I got Christian McCaffrey on my team, and I was stoked about that. Um, and then I just dumped Duke Johnson because I didn't need him. It also freed up some room on my bench because I need room on my bench to make moves. Right now I'm holding, well, I was holding Aaron Jones and I'm holding Mark Ingram. So those are two players and Le'Veon Bell. So three players on my bench I can't use right now. And um, if I can give two and get one and drop another one, that gives me more room to add on waivers when I want to do that. So another little side note on these trades that it used to be that there was a review period and we had uh, vetoes where everyone in the league could vote if they didn't like the trade. Obviously, they're not going to like one side of the trade because someone else is getting better players that they didn't get. We got rid of that this year. Now you can trade up until game time. Um, if the other person hit accept, all you have to do is call or text me, let me know, and I can go in and uphold that trade. That player can be on your bench, I think, up until about an hour before game time. So still make those trades, and they can work for you this week, which makes the league a lot more fun. All right, we've looked into the past to think enough. Let's dive into the matchups and see if we can predict what's going to happen this year. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. So in week three, I'm taking on Scott. Uh, we're both 0-2, so that means someone's coming out of here with a win. Um, let's pull it up on our matchup. We're both predicted at 82 points. Uh, I've got Pat Mahomes. I picked him up off waiver wires. I actually, funnily enough, you can log into the, if you log into the website, ESPN.com, and you can review the waiver ads and it'll tell you who bid for what. Whereas on the app, I think it only shows the winning bid. Um, I think Brandon put in a waiver bid for Patrick Mahomes and he didn't get that bid. I'm pretty confident Pat Mahomes um, will be my locked and loaded starter this whole year. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with Deshaun Watson because I think he also will be good. I don't typically carry two quarterbacks, but last year near the end I did just because these young quarterbacks have a tendency to get hurt. Um, I, but I will be starting Pat Mahomes this week. He's starting Cam Newton. Uh, he has Matt Breida, who's one of the leading rushers this year. Um, I'm hoping that Dalvin Cook, that 
since Buffalo is so bad that, we're, that Minnesota is going to have the ball a lot, Dalvin Cook is the running back for the Minnesota Vikings, and that uh, Dalvin Cook will run the ball a lot um, and score a lot of points for me. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, and he has Philip Lindsay. So this is interesting because we're facing off right after we had a trade. Uh, he has Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, I have Keenan Allen, he has Michael Thomas, Trey Burton versus George Kittle, and I'm not sure what I'm doing with my flex as of yet. This should be good. Like I said, one of us will one of us will roll out of here with a win, and one of us will roll out with a lose, with a loss. That's what happens every week. But the winner will be me, and Scott, you're going to lose. Uh, looking next, it's Matt versus Uncle Johnny. Um, the quarterback for Uncle Johnny is Kirk Cousins. He has Matt. Ryan, Matt has Matt Ryan. Uh, the advantage goes to. Matt here, he is at an 18.5 is what they're projecting for him. Uh, Matt also has the advantage on his running back, Ezekiel versus Leonard Fournette, at 17 to 13. Matt's projected to win this matchup by a little under eight points. Um, We'll see what balances out. He has Jimmy Graham. On his uh, for his tight end, Jimmy Graham is still looking for his first touchdown of the year, so I think that that will happen. Um, Uncle Johnny, like I said, added Deshaun Jackson from waivers earlier. We'll see if that Tampa Bay can keep going with what they've had, um, the continuing success, or if they'll stall out. Um, Ryan's Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic, as he's been called, uh, has been lighting it up, and Deshaun Jackson is looking like a the receiver he once was. Um, but we'll see what's happened. They're only projecting him at seven points right now. So these guys are both one and one. Um, we'll see what happens and who's going to come out with that win. Looking next, it's going to be Tyler versus Hans. Hopefully Phillip Rivers will uh, come out and light it up. That would be good for me if Keenan Allen can get some points. Uh, Phillip Rivers versus Aaron Rodgers. I think the advantage will probably go to Aaron Rodgers on this one. They're rejecting him at 19.5 points, although Phillip Rivers is averaging 25 points a game over two games. Uh, Hans has David Johnson, who hasn't been looking good. Arizona is not doing too well this year uh, until their quarterback. I think they're going to have to make a quarterback change at Sam Bradford. I think at some point Josh Rosen's going to come in. Hopefully he'll do better than Sam Bradford can, and that's going to translate into points to David Johnson, to Larry Fitzgerald. I'm sorry about that pause. Uh, Tyler has Saquon Barkley, Tariq Cohen. Saquon will hopefully do well. I don't know if you guys saw Eli's face after uh, getting pummeled on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Their offensive line sucks. And... Offensive lines are just as important as a running back. So Saquon Barkley hasn't been putting up that many points. He's averaging 14 points a game, but uh, for a number one pick, you you know, Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley would be up in the 20s or 22s. That's what you want from your number one pick. Hopefully, uh, for Tyler's sake, that offensive line can get their uh, stuff together. So let's see. Uh, it's pretty even. They're both projected at 71 points. Uh, it does give Hans like a 0.7 of a point advantage. And again, that's another thing that you can see on the website here. 
So next we look at AJ first, Brandon. Uh, AJ is lights out right now. He is the highest scorer uh, so far. He's the juggernaut and is going to have to be stopped. You look at his team and everyone is lighting it up. Um, they're projecting Brandon uh, at seven points. AJ's projected at 87. Uh, Brandon's projected at 79. So Brandon has a seven-point uh, disadvantage that he's looking to make up. Drew Brees versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, hopefully that, like I said, that magic will continue for Brandon. But I don't know if it's sustainable what he's going to do. He's averaging 35 points a game. But it does look like Brandon is streaming quarterbacks. Um, whereas AJ's got his Drew Brees locked and loaded. AJ's got Todd Gurley, who's averaging 24 points a game, and is the f number one projected or the number one scoring fantasy running back so far. Um, Brandon has Tyreek Hill, who is averaging 24 points a game. This looks like it'll be a pretty good matchup. Uh, both of them are two and zero, so we'll see who comes out of here undefeated. But like I said, Brandon's got a little bit of ground to make up. And rounding out the matchups, we have Travis versus Mom, the mother versus her firstborn child. Uh, thankfully, Mom is pretty ruthless in fantasy football and uh, shows no mercy to her children. Uh, this has got Mom outscore or Travis outscoring Mom by a l nine points, a little under nine if we work in the uh, percentages. Um, the interesting news, she, mom has Tom Brady, and as I don't think I mentioned in the in the news that the Patriots signed Josh Gordon after the Browns released him. The Patriots traded a fifth-round conditional draft pick for Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is a very good receiver, um, but hasn't been playing a lot of football. He deals with a lot of substance abuse issues. And um, apparently the Browns saw fit to trade him to the Patriots, where wide receivers go to retire, um, which frequently has happened. We saw with Eric Decker. So we'll see how they Bill Belichick ch chooses to use him, whether they use him this week or not. But the one thing we know about the Patriots is they score points. Um, at Detroit, who Detroit is pretty much total garbage, uh, they suck. And I think the Patriots are going to have a lot of the ball a lot, and I think they're going to score. Um, funny enough, Matt Stafford is the quarterback. So their quarterbacks are facing off against each other. Travis has Jordan Howard and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Mom's running backs are Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon. Mom, if you catch this... You want to trade out Joe Mixon because he's out, I think, for several weeks with a leg injury. So what you can do is take Adrian Peterson out of your flex spot and put him in your running back spot, and then you have your whole bench to choose from. Um, Amari Cooper would be a good one to plug in, I think. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I would put Amari Cooper in your flex spot, and hopefully they get going over there in Oakland. Looking at Travis's team... Um, if you looked at this team at the beginning of the season, you would say this guy is probably going to fight his way to the championship. Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham, uh, Evan Ingram, Jordan Howard, and Kareem Hunt. But that's not how fantasy works. Uh, 
last year or last week Antonio Brown got into a, a fight or with his offensive coordinator. He only put up six points. Um, Odell hasn't really done anything to impress anyone this year. He had five points last week, and that's not what you want from Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown. So, but like I said, it's only been two weeks. Um, we need to, or what, what I'm doing is staying in with what I think is going to happen. And that regression of points right now, hopefully doesn't stay too long. Hopefully these teams um, start to move the ball around. And I think Antonio Brown and Odell will score points. They should. They're the number one and number two wide receivers in the league. Okay, with that, we will dive into the only question we got this week. Uh, you can submit your questions to me. You can text them, or you can send them to fantasyrookiepodcast at gmail.com. Um, this is from an anonymous source, but uh, let's see what it says. What's up, rookie? Quick question about my league. I have Indisputable, the best team, but haven't managed to eke out a win. Should I be panicked? Yes. Me personally, I am always panicked. There's just levels of panic that I'm dealing with in fantasy football. I haven't won yet, and neither has Scott, neither has Travis. So yes, you should be a little bit panicked. If I were to put it a color, you should be about an orange level. Um, if you go 0-3, then you should move it up to a red level. And But what you can do is what we've all been doing is improve your teams. Hit the waiver wire, hit the trades, and see what you can get. If you're looking at my team, I have a great team. I have maybe the best team, um, or at least I think I do. But for some reason, they're not scoring points. Pat Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, Chris McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Trey Burton, and Mason Crosby. I should be able to pull out some wins. In fantasy football, wins are so important. If you remember last year, I snuck into the playoffs on one win. Um, had I lost one more game, I wouldn't have made it into the playoffs. So yes, you should be panicked, but you need to make mo- the, the panic that you're feeling should motivate you to go to the waiver wire and make moves. Maybe increase your bids. If you're on one of those losing teams, uh, increase your waiver wire bids, spend a little bit more of your fab budget, and make sure you get the players on your team. I should take my own advice because I didn't get Deshaun Jackson because I'm a cheapskate. Um, so make trades. Uh, continue to make your trades, continue to make your offers, and hopefully your fantasy woes will subside anonymous question ask court. All right, that's it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, uh, your team can eke out a win here, Travis. And I'll uh, see you guys next week. Uh, If you have any questions, like I said, text or email them to me, and we'll get you on the show next week. This is the Fantasy Rookie Podcast. 